Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Passive Encounters Podcast. If you are new, I'd like to say welcome to the show and just want to say thank you so much for being here and for showing up for yourself to learn and to grow and discover some passive income opportunities. And if you have been hanging out with me for a while, uh, I just want to tell you thank you as well. We just celebrated 10,000 downloads on the show within six short months. So I'm over here like just giving you a virtual fist pump and just saying, let's do it, guys. Uh, today, I have um, something I wanted to share with you and just kind of give a shout out to um, MUSC Children's ER. And I share this with you because as a nurse, it's easy, I think, to take care of patients and to uh, most of my experiences in the ER. And so, you know, you're dealing with life and death situations. And, you know, when you are taking care of someone else, it's easy to keep calm and not really freak out. But we had an experience with my oldest son who races dirt bikes. Um, he actually got into an accident when he was racing the other weekend. And it ended us up in the ER in Charleston at MUSC. And so we were kind of in the middle of nowhere and there was a hospital that was 30 miles away. There was a hospital that was 40 miles away. And then children's hospital at MUSC was 50 miles away. And so just to kind of keep the story short, he was racing and it was kind of a fluke thing. Another kid came up behind him, hit his handlebars and he kind of tipped over and fell to the right. Well, when he did that, his uh, like his posterior upper thigh landed on the other kid's foot peg. And so I didn't really even take note of how sharp these foot pegs on these dirt bikes are until this happened. And when I looked at them, you know, after just to see how something that just seemingly small could have caused that much damage, I was like, eee, it's almost just like, teeth, pointy teeth that stick out of these things. So your riding boots can grip to them. So he fell on the dirt or on the, on the foot peg and he got this huge gash slash puncture wound in his posterior thigh. It was about, when it was sewed up, it was about three and a half inches long, but it literally went all the way down to the muscle. I could see the muscle. And what the crazy thing is, my oldest son is kind of dramatic when he gets hurt. And so when he fell over, I was not far away. And so I ran over there and I've always made it a habit to say, okay, 
tell me what is hurting. And so, of course, you know, I did my nursing assessment. I was like, okay, does your neck hurt? Does your back hurt? And so, like, I was able to take his helmet off and I was able to look at him in his eyes. And I said, okay, buddy, what hurts? And so he said, my leg, my leg, my leg. And so I undid his riding pants and I pulled his pants down. And I honestly, I did not expect to see anything because, again, he is a little bit dramatic. And so when I pulled down his pant leg to look at where he was telling me it was hurting, I was like, oh my God. I looked at my husband and I said, we got to go to the hospital. And he freaked out because he's not medically trained at all. And, you know, as us nurses, we're like, unless you're bleeding out, we're not going to the hospital, right? Especially if I've got any ER nurses listening, it's like, meh. You know, unless it's like the bone sticking out or something, like, we usually fix it at home. And, you know, we, we don't freak out over those kinds of things. So, anyways... Uh, he saw my face and he's like, oh my God, later on he told me, he's like, I thought his femur was sticking out of his, his leg the way that you looked at me. And I'm like, well, because I did not expect to see anything. Like I literally thought that I would see a small abrasion, maybe a bruise. Like I did not expect to see like this gaping wound. And so <laughs> we wrapped it up and crazy enough, it was not like bleeding. Like it was not pouring blood. It was not um, it did not even soak the um, ABD bandage that was on it. And so as we were getting, my, my husband was getting the dirt bikes loaded up. I was tending to him. The EMS crew came over. We put him on um, a, a utility vehicle and he, they were like, can we call the ambulance? Can we call the ambulance? I said, no, I'm a nurse. I'm cool. We'll take him to the hospital. And so we got him loaded up into the truck and I told my husband, I'm like, let's go to MUSC. He's like, shouldn't we go to the closest hospital? And my fear was that we would get to the closest hospital, which was we were kind of in the middle of nowhere, and that they would, A, either do a shabby job sewing it up, or B, they would send us somewhere else anyways. Um, and then also C, I was worried about, you know, our protocol was in, you know, in the ER, if anybody is ever in an ATV accident or whatever the case that you put a neck brace on them and you strap them to a backboard. And I just did not want him to experience that because that is just, that's just so uncomfortable. So, um, he was not bleeding profusely. And so I told my husband, I'm like, just go to MUSC because I know they will take good care of him if they need to call in a surgeon to fix this. They have, they work with kids all the time, and so that's what we ended up doing. And so they were amazing. Um, I just give them a huge shout out. They did such an amazing job. They ended up, they did end up bringing in a surgeon to sew him up because it was such a complex wound. It was like three layers deep, so they had to sew the fascia and then they sewed like the fatty connective tissue and then they had to sew the outer layer and so it was kind of complex um which again is why I wanted to go somewhere that knew what they were doing and had the services there to provide him the care that he needed um, they ended up doing an MRI on his brain as well and um I never worked at a facility. I mean, we always did CTs in our ERs that I worked in. Um, I never experienced an MRI, um, but they said with kids, they like to, if they're going to do a scan, an MRI does not um, 
you know, give them the radiation that a CAT scan would. So they, if it's not a life or death situation, a lot of times they like to opt for doing an MRI. So he was having like some concussion symptoms. He was continually asking what happened, what happened, um, just a bunch of things. He was just repeating himself. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so like at first I thought, okay, he's in shock. But then as we, I mean, we were in the ER for like seven hours. So I mean, it continued on. So they ended up doing an MRI and I'm just telling you, like an MRI is like, like a torture chamber, like the loud noises. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this sounds like you are trapped in a dungeon with the loudest video game going off and this is just miserable. So that was like the worst part of it all was just having to experience the MRI. But anyway, uh, everything came back fine with they did his head and his neck and he was such a trooper, you guys. He's 10 years old and he was such a trooper. Like lay, like when we came in, they literally just put us in a regular room because I was like, He's got a wound on his back leg, and they're probably thinking, ah, it's nothing. Um, but once they saw it, like, they literally thought they were going to send him to the OR. But I said, no, let's, um, if we can, just do conscious sedation. And so they ended up giving him ketamine, and it worked like a charm. Like, literally, it just, he didn't act crazy like some kids can do, which it was at night, and I think he was just super tired anyway. Um, from, you know, number one, have ridden his dirt bike all day. And then number two was just bedtime. Like he was tired. So anyway, they gave him the ketamine. He was out and they sewed him up right there at the bedside. And um, they did it fairly quickly. I think it took like 30 or 45 minutes, but they were awesome. Everybody, all the nurses were super helpful. The doctors were very just, I don't know, just very cool. And so we, you know, we had conversation and I don't know, it was just a good experience to have been there at the children's hospital and kind of made me miss being in the ER. Like it, it just, it did, if I'm honest, um, because that was what I loved. And so anyways, I wanted to share that with you because I've had a lot going on over here. (laughs) And so he is recovering well. Um, We are like 10 days out and he's, like wanting to play baseball again. I mean, he literally like within, I don't know, a couple of days, he's like, mom, can I ride my bike? Can I play baseball? Can we go ride again? I'm like, buddy, I'm like, you just got to give it two weeks. So we're at 10 days and this coming up Saturday will be the two week mark. And so he will be good to go. We did did actually a virtual visit, which was so amazing. Like I was like, wow, this is awesome. Um, Because we are two hours away from Charleston. We're in Myrtle Beach. And so I was going to have to take a whole day. I was going to have to take him out of school to ride down there and let the um, surgeon check his wound. And they're like, well, since COVID, insurance covers virtual visits. So, like, we'll just do a virtual visit. You can show me the wound. And, you know, that's all we did. Like, it literally took 15 minutes. They were awesome. They gave me a school note for that morning. He was late for school because, I mean, literally the appointment was, we stayed home. The appointment was like 8.30 and then he got to school by like 9, 9.15. So that was awesome that they were able to do that. And so, yeah, another shout out to them um, for doing that for me. I was super grateful. So um, with that, and as I just shared, part of my just chaos that's been going on around here with you, I want to dive into... Um, nursing and the vaccine mandate. And I know a lot of you listening are faced with 
the decision, do I get the vaccine to keep my job? Uh, do I not get the vaccine and lose my job? Is this going to end my career in nursing altogether because I'm mandated to get it? Um, I want to speak to that because I know this is a hard decision to make. And I know this is a hard topic um, because everybody has their opinion, right? But if you missed episode number 62, go back and listen to it because I talk all about the division inside of this issue, the vaccine. And so if you missed that, definitely go back and listen to that. But you guys, when it comes to the vaccine, we as nurses, it's our job to educate. It's our job to, number one, we have to, we've got to learn about the vaccine, what's out there, what information is available. That's part of our job. When we were in school, we learned about all kinds of different drugs, which are pharmacology. Um, The vaccine is no different. So it is our job to educate and to learn for ourselves. And then it's our job to educate our patients. And so it is not our job to control to control the outcome. Like I totally respect you if you decide that you don't want to get the vaccine. I respect that decision that you choose to make. I also respect you if it makes you feel more comfortable for you and your family to get it. I respect that. I see both sides of the situation. And I respect both sides. And so this kind of turns into a political thing, right? So like when you think about the division and the diversity in politics, Republicans view things a certain way, Democrats review things a certain way. And realistically, like you as a Democrat are probably never going to convince a Republican of your views. And you as a Republican are probably never going to tell a Democrat and convince them of your opinion. So it's no different with the vaccine. You are entitled to your belief. You are entitled to a choice. You have the freedom to do that. And I don't think it's our job as nurses to frown upon someone who has made the decision not to get the vaccine. I don't think that's our place. I think we should give them grace. And respect their decision because it's not your job to control them. If you try to control something that is out of your control, it's going to drive you crazy. How many of you feel crazy right now? Like you're driven crazy by this topic of people not choosing to get the vaccine. Does it drive you crazy? Because if it does, you gotta let that shit go, okay? That's not your weight to carry. It's not your job to convince somebody to get the shot. And so if you are a nurse, and your coworker decides not to get the vaccine, that's their choice. It's not your job to judge them. It's not your job to convince them. It's your job to give them grace, support them, and love them. Period. End of story. So if you're facing this decision about whether to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine, I want you to, number one, pray about it. Pray on it. You'll know in your heart exactly what you're supposed to do. You will. Stop asking everyone else's opinion. Stop it. Educate yourself. Pray on it. If you decide not to get the vaccine and you are now going to lose your job because it is mandatory, maybe that's why you're here. Maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast because you need to figure out what else you can do. You need to figure out how can I make a passive stream of income? I feel like I was called to nursing, but now I'm being mandated to get this vaccine that I don't feel 
is right for me or my family. Okay, maybe that's why you're here. And if you are that person, if you are that nurse that is listening, that has made the decision not to get the vaccine, I want you to know that I love you. I support you. I understand. I give you grace. I don't judge you. If you are there and you need to get some clarity on what direction to go next, maybe that's another nursing job, maybe that's another area of nursing that you're being called to, that maybe somewhere that doesn't mandate the vaccine. Maybe you're being called somewhere else. Pray on it. If it's on your heart, it's there for a purpose, okay? And if and if you're saying, okay, I was called to nursing, but now I feel like I'm being called to do something else and you need to get clarity on that, check out Clarify Your Calling. It's a course that walks you through exactly how to get clarity on your calling. It walks you through how you can create a passive income business centered around something that you love. It helps you figure out how to create your dream job. How does that sound? How would you like to wake up every day and feel like you're being called to your work, to serve, and to make an impact? You're not weighed down by having to decide if you're going to get the vaccine or not. You're not weighed down by all of the political stuff inside of healthcare. You're not weighed down by administration. You don't feel unsupported anymore because now you're in control of your future. If that's you, scroll down in the show notes, click on the the link, clarify your calling. My mentor, my personal coach, Stephanie Gass, this is a course that she has put together to help you figure out what it is you are called to do. It helps you get clarity on that. So if that is you, I encourage you to do it. And if you are listening and you have gotten the vaccine and you made that decision for yourself and you made that decision for your family, I love you and I support you. I understand, okay? If that is you and you have been exploring maybe doing something to create a passive stream of income that will help you free up your schedule, that will help alleviate some of the stuff that is going on inside of healthcare that will alleviate you from having to experience that on a full-time level and you want to go part-time in your job or you want to go per diem or you want to work when you want to work and you want to be able to create a passive stream of income around doing something that you love, that you know that you were made for more, that you are in a season of life where God is saying, okay, I'm putting something on your heart. I want you to take action. If that is you, clarify your calling is for you too, okay? It helps you get clarity on what it is God is calling you to do. Your purpose work in this world. Because your identity is not found in your job. You are not going to lose your identity because you decide to pivot in your career. If you decide to add another stream of income to your household, that does not change your identity. Who you are is more important than what you do. Who are you going to show up as in this world? How are you going to serve? How are you going to make an impact? What kind of person are you going to be? When you can take who you are and find your identity in Christ and step into your purpose of what he has called you to do, does that not sound like a dream job? When I think of that, I think of showing up and it's easy. Just like I show up for you on this podcast. It's easy. I sit behind my microphone and I talk to you and I pour my heart out to you. I prepare these episodes for you because I'm being called to do that. It's easy. I'm walking in my calling. I'm showing up. I still feel like I'm in the messy middle of things. And that's okay. I'm enjoying the journey. You have to do the same, my friends. If you want to wake up and feel like you have purpose 
and you know that there is something out there that you're being called to do, that there is something out there, that there is more to life than staying stuck in a job that you hate, to having to make the hard decision about getting the vaccine, or you're being judged about getting the vaccine, there is more. God is calling you to step into your purpose. There is someone out there waiting on you to do the thing. What is the thing that you're being called to do? Someone out there is waiting on you. Maybe that's something different inside of nursing. Maybe that's taking your nursing skills and incorporating it into something else. I don't know what that is for you, but you do. You know what that is. You know what is on your heart and it's there for a purpose. And it's your job to step into that, even if it's scary. Doing something you've never done before is scary because you've never done it before. Nursing school was freaking scary because we never done it before. When I started out in the ER as a brand new nurse, it was scary because I'd never done it before. You have to do it to get comfortable with it. It's going to be uncomfortable at first. It's going to be scary, but that is a part of the journey. That is the part that you need to embrace. That is the part that transforms you into the person that you are. You are the person that you are today because of what you've walked through, because of what you have done in your life. I guarantee that every single person listening is a different person now than they were when they started nursing school. Because you went through the trials and the uncomfortableness and the stress and all of that inside of nursing school, you came out on the other side proud of yourself. You were transformed into a different person. And so it's the journey, the in-between. You have got to embrace that. So if God has placed something on your heart, it is up to you to figure out how to make that possible. You got to lean in and you got to trust and believe that it's been placed there for a purpose. So whether you are a nurse who is leaving their job because it's now mandatory for you to get the vaccine and you have made the choice not to, or whether you are a nurse who is inside of healthcare, has chosen to get the vaccine, and you want to just be able to free up your schedule a little bit, and you need to figure out what it is that you're being called to do, you need to go check out Clarify Your Calling because that is the foundational course that is going to help you get clear on exactly what it is that God is calling you to do. You specifically, you are uniquely you, and you have a purpose. I love you, my friends. As always, I'm praying for you, and I will see you again real soon. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories, and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.